Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rabbit and Blue Radio with the Skeleton Crew. This is Alex. Michael J. And our special guest host, Dan Chase. All right, guys, you know what it's time for. The Bam Biggity. Yep, Jason lives. And the title says it all, doesn't it? I like a little humor in my horror movies, Mike, and it was in part one with Ned. It was in part two with Ted. Yeah, but that's dry humor. They weren't really, like, they weren't in there for, like, pure, I mean, they were in there for comic relief, but, I mean, it was more like, I didn't laugh at Ned. The writing wasn't funny, how could you? Right. <laughs> okay, well, well, let's get, let's, first let's start from the beginning. Okay, now, okay. this movie, when you're a kid and you watched this movie, was it not the greatest thing in the world? This is the only one I remember from back in the day, you know. Bits and pieces of other ones, but this one I'd sit down and watch from beginning to end. I loved this movie. Still do. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a peak and valley in my in my own personal taste of this okay. movie. But I'll tell you I'll okay. tell you why. It's don't worry, it's not gonna be too bad. This was like the greatest beginning of any Friday the Thirteenth ever. It okay, at least it. you're starting out with the positive. I'm, I'm glad about that. No, listen, Mike, it's not going to be yeah. a bash fest. You know, I like it, I like it. Well, but no, the... I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, this is the first Friday the 13th to lose that classic feeling, I believe. No, it's not. And I'll tell you why, but well, you okay, well, continue your case. Okay, so what you're telling me is you think that if you play this after the first four, it blends right in. Of course it does. Mike, oh, come on, Dan. Yeah. You think? Dude, when he comes back, there's just a general feel. His look is different. He just acts like, and I hate to say it, and it, this term is used all the time, zombie Jason. And, you know, it's a presence. And from from the last time that he played, you know, uh, what was it, Ted White, uh, yeah. number four, there's a big difference. I mean, leaps and bounds. From there on, it was. it seemed like not a different character, but, you know, it was, it, it was, you could tell. Let's say that part six continued the storyline of Friday the 13th, part five, and Tommy Jarvis was the killer, going around in his hockey mask. Do you think it would have been as effective if, if Jarvis would have been the killer in six? I have no idea. All I know is that when they stopped part five, they actually set up for part six, they actually wanted Pam, Tommy, and Reggie to return, and they all yep. they all refused. Yeah, yeah. Well, because that would have been a huge mistake. All right, because I think they realized at that time because Friday the Thirteenth Part Five was probably so not liked among the fans that they're like, you know what? Why do we want to come back and make another shit fest? Well, I know John Shepard there was uh, a born-again Christian for one, so... Right. Yeah. Right. I don't think, you know, who, yeah. who knows if any of that had anything to do with it, but who knows? That's just a whole different story. You know, who can really say what that movie would have been if they all came back? Honestly, since 
since uh, number five wasn't that stellar in all our opinions. Um, to kind of continue that story, like I said, who's to say, but judging on that, uh, it's not looking too good, you know? Right. And I, I think that was the best thing, with that guy not getting the role, like we said, too. Not the biggest fan of his acting. Well, that's that's my opinion anyways. But, you know, Tom Matthews coming in, I thought he did a spectacular job. And I know, you know, some people don't, don't share those feelings of mine, but you know, I gotta say, right. I uh, he's one of my favorites. You know, other than other than Feldman, he's uh, he's right there. All right. Honestly, and I love Corey Feldman, but I think Tom took it to another level. I mean, and I would it's always so be many classic tough. moments in it, though. Do you know what it I mean? Does. Like, like, like you know, from the beginning with the lightning bolt right. to just everything in it, really. There's so many iconic moments. And, you know, like I said before, the look of Jason is just something out of this world, I think. Yeah. Best, best in the series up to date, in my opinion. Wait, wait, you know? what'd you say? The look of Jason in this? Yes. Is the best? I think so. Um, hmm. You know, <laughs> I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. I, I there's a, there's what a, would you say? There's a couple uh, reasons why it's not the best, in my opinion. Um, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. He used he wore the same clothes he wore in part four, except that he added that that strange belt, right? Mm-hmm. And gloves. And and the and the gloves exactly. Okay, now that those gloves and that belt. And that hockey mask being a little more flat, it appeared, that mm-hmm. that just didn't um, look right. And I think it looked, he looked a little too clean to me. He looked, it didn't, he didn't look, um, he looked like a movie prop kind of guy instead. Right. And, and one thing that really hurt the look of Jason was the guy who played him during the daylight scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just horrible. Oh, Horrible. That guy looked like he just got off the couch after drinking seven beers, strapped on a hockey mask, and he was like, all right, where do you want me to stand? I'm surprised they didn't reshoot that. I really am. You know what it is, too, Alex? I think, uh, to me, it's it, he had the monster feel going on the most in this movie. and, and No. More than part seven? Uh, to date. No, I said that. That's what I was saying. To date. Like, up until this point, you know, you got right. him in four. I think four was, was the best Jason. But I'm just talking, you know, from there, he is now, like, you know, brought back to life. Almost Franken Frankenstein style, yeah, you know. Right. He he came back as a monster. That was kind of the point I was trying to make. Yeah, well, and to this point, he looked menacing. Oh, but, you know, and then you know, you go on a couple more movies, and you know, it's debatable. You know, whether yeah. this one or those ones. But up until that point, I think it was it was the best looking one. But I totally get what you're saying too. There were certain aspects that I thought was off, but I just think, like I said, that. That movie monster aspect of Jason in that movie, I think, overpowers anything previously done in those movies. Right, and I, I don't know that that belt. It just, it just looks like something yeah. like Bob Villa would wear. So. I, I, oh, I, oh, I thought I you were going like to say like a Batman utility belt. Or no, I thought I thought he was going to start an episode of This Old House or something. See, yeah. this movie well, though, you know, yeah. the comedy aspect to it—that's what I love the most. Like, oh you know, no! Like you said, Dan, Alan, we're gonna. We're going to bump heads. 
Well, listen though, listen. I don't think they overdid it, except for the paintball scene, which I didn't, which I didn't enjoy. But you got to look at it, it Dan. Too. I thought we were double team Alex. No, well, well, you know what? Before we even get into that, look. Let's just let's just let's just get into how the the movie changed as a whole. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that come into what they did here with the zombie stuff, and and the movie took a turn. If it, was this not the most commercial Friday Thirteenth with the with the James Bond entrance and things like By that? By far, very commercial. At, having Alice Cooper headline all the songs. Now listen, I love him. I have every single CD he ever made. But and I just went to see him in, in concert in January. But but that still was a sign of commercialism. Now and what I noticed about this one was that this was the first. I think this is where the Friday film stopped and the Jason film started. Like Jason was no, yeah, like Jason was no longer like a force lurking in the woods. He he was a hockey mask zombie just walking in daylight, looking for anyone to kill, like these paintball guys. And I never once found myself rooting for Pamela or Jason in any of the first four films, which which is generally what happens later in the entries. Like right. everybody roots for Jason. And you want him to kill people. I never felt that way. I always wanted my favorite cast members to survive, and I always felt bad when they died. And it was a real I – I was invested. And this one, it's almost like we're putting on a show for people instead of letting people watch this story. I've seen all of these movies many, many times, okay? I've never rooted for Jason, okay? I've, I've never once. There was only one time, and that was part two when the gimp died. That was the only time I rooted for Jason. Other than that, <laughs> I never alone. rooted for him. <laughs> and I think that anybody that roots for a, you know, a maniac like that is a maniac themselves and deserves to be shot. <laughs> Mike, come on, it's entertainment. Yeah, I can't even wrap my head around that one. Mike. I think what he's trying to say is, you know, you know Jason by this point. He, right. He's not really a threat anymore. He's kind of the star of the yeah, movie. Yeah, but he is a threat because he's killing people. If he was going right. around with a top hat dancing, okay, then he's not a threat. <laughs> Mike. All right, okay, listen. Now, this this whole this zombie, now, remember how we always we always say that things pose questions. If Jason's alive at 33, that means he didn't drown, so that means how come he didn't do this? How come? Okay, now, okay. the zombie thing, that has a lot of pros and cons to it. For one, let's get logical here. When Tommy opened the grave, it was just basically a skeleton with no with nothing on it, really, except some tattered clothing. How would electricity fill this guy's body up with meat and make Actually, it... there w- was there anything on him? No, no, dude. Yeah, I thought he was naked, just covered in maggots. Yeah, and those maggots would have died freaking years ago, dude. Tommy was 12. He was 28 years old when he opened that thing. That was... That was 16. I thought he was younger than that. I thought he was like 20. Well, Tom Matthews was 28. I'm just going by that because there actually well, yeah. there actually is no timeline, so I just kind of went with that. But right. so that's a long time. 16 years and maggots would be dead. The the meat would be gone, which it was. So right. how were they even there? Like when he came up and they fell off his face, they would have been gone long ago, man. Like I don't know. It it was just like they weren't really thinking some stuff through and I think a lot of this movie they just said, "Look, it's a movie." You know what? I just thought of something. You know how we call him Zombie Jason starting in this one? Yeah. Okay? If he is a zombie, why doesn't shooting him in the head kill him like it does other zombies? 
I don't think that term's used literally. Like no. when we say zombie Jason, meaning the look of him, you know, kind of, you know, just how he how he moves around and walks and stuff. But the thing is, as opposed to different, you know, running, you know, how he used to run and stuff like that. I don't think zombie Jason right. runs at all. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think you know when we say zombie Jason, it's not literally like yeah. he's a zombie. You know oh, what I'm saying. I don't need to explain this shit. No, he doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> eat brains or anything, and he doesn't. Exactly. He doesn't go like whatever. He was this. When people say, or they could say, undead Jason. They could say, you know, zombie is just a term that we use to separate the first four movies from the six, seven, and eight. That's all. Right. Yeah, they're not Walking Dead rules by any means. <laughs> no, there's no rules like that. Now, here's here's another thing. We're, we touched on this in the last episode. Yes. I I wanted to ask you guys. Would it not have given this movie more credibility if Jason was resurrected the same way he was in Tommy Jarvis's dream as a kid, as opposed, like, the lightning bolt thing makes it a little too cheesy. I'd rather J Jason just opened his eyes at first impact when the spear hit him, and it would be more like um, Karloff's mummy coming to life instead of, like, lightning and being more like Frankenstein. It would be, like, more a little bit realistic, you know what I mean? And instead of, like, showing us his eyes open and then Tommy gets out, wouldn't it have been, a, like, a lot scarier of a jump scare if Tommy just got out and all of a sudden Jason just came up and went to grab him without us knowing he was alive at all? Yeah, very much so. Very much so, Alex. And I think this, too. I think by that lightning bolt coming down and kind of kicking all that stuff off, it set the tone for the movie and allowed for all, you know, everything that, yeah. that came after that. It just allowed it to happen, and, and it kind of was almost, like, acceptable because you think back to the beginning. Yeah. Well, you know, he was resurrected by a lightning bolt kind of thing. In the back of your mind, obviously you're not saying that directly towards the screen, but you're thinking, okay, I get what type of movie this is. Yes. It sets the yes. tone. How do you feel about this? I was thinking that... I think the Tommy Jarvis character gave validity to the zombie Jason by linking them together from having that character be there when it, Jason was totally realistic in part four, having yep. Tommy Jarvis there when Jason was being copied, copycatted, yeah. and then having him there through the transition of being a zombie, and it kind of gave credibility to each facet of Jason's evolution. Right, so you think Almost that like that continuity to to that yeah, world? Yeah, Tommy tied it together and made it like, well, hell, he was there when this happened. So, and Tommy accidentally brought him to life, and you almost focus more on the fact that the guy who killed him brought him back to life rather than how the hell did he come back to life? That's a great point, Alex. If he wasn't there, you're right. I think it would be very tough to kind of buy uh, as a whole. Yeah, he sells right. it. He sells it. And then Absolutely. my my good point, my, good point, sir. Thank my you. addition to that is do you think that that's why the Jarvis character did not continue in into like the seventh, eighth installments because uh, the filmmakers figured, well, that character is done. His, his purpose for the franchise is complete. I don't know. I, 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 think, I think they ran the gambit on him. I, I don't think he has yep. any more to do. I really don't. Like, what would we going to do to have the Chronicles of Tommy and Jason for the next 20 years? You know? But what do you really think of the humor, guys? Because, look, Friday the 13th is no stranger to humor. You got, like I told Mike earlier, you got Ned in part one. You got Ted in part two. You got Shelly in part three. You got Ted again in part four. Then you got 
part five was Reggie, I suppose, but that was all kind of oh. corny. But right, <laughs> it ain't like this is groundbreaking. Tom McLaughlin really didn't like, you know, break the doors down or break the walls down here. No. Um, but what he did was he took it to. I sorry, I think he took it too far. I think yeah. I think this was like a mixture between the movie House and Friday the Thirteenth, and I love the movie House, but because it was the first one, and that's where they were going right away. You can't take something as serious and dark and real and freaking badass like like Friday the Thirteenth and Jason, and freaking throw comedy and and make it all lighthearted. Ha la di da. He's gonna just walk around in the broad daylight. Like what the you know? I'm gonna go pull your arm off and throw you into a tree. And when you fall off the tree, there's gonna be a smiling face where your face hit with blood on it. And like right. like oh yeah, that was a little over the top. Oh. For for better or worse, the series has progressed and it's it's kind of been its own thing because of the comedy and it just it changed everything, you know. And 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 like I said, to each his own. Some people like it and some people hate it. I personally, I like it. Did they go with a overboard? Like I said, with the with like you said, man, with the smiley face, that was ridiculous. That actually made me mad. Here's yeah. what I want to ask you: How you said it progressed? Imagine it's 1986. And you've already seen part one through five, and damn it, if they weren't, it's like the damn Saw movies, one after another after another. You remember them very well, right? Absolutely. You go into a theater expecting to see something somewhat scary. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, you get this paintball stuff, and you get yeah. the, the face into the tree, and, uh, you know, it just it just goes on and on with the jokes, <laughs> and yep. just ridiculousness in, in a lot of it. What the hell? What the F? What, what the F moment? Yeah, <laughs> you know what, Alex? I agree. I think at that time, you're you're right. I would have had that reaction as well. But at the same time, you know, it, the year is 2012. You know, I would have been one year old. So it's just it, it's funny how time is everything. If if we did live back then, I think totally, I would have had the same reaction you did. I, I would have said, "What the fuck is this?" Because even <laughs> even now to this day, when I see it, I say. Eh, okay, you know that's pretty stupid, but that's the thing. Like we we've, we've learned to come and love Jason or whatever, and all that bullshit. So when you look at stuff like this, it's really you take it with a grain of salt. You you actually bring up two things, and let me just get to them real quick. One is that you ever notice that everybody just wants the same four movies over and over, like Mike. Mike sits right. here and he complains about the remake. Oh, it didn't feel like a Friday the Thirteenth. He, Mike, is one of these guys who want to see the same movie every time they make a new one. Now, right. you said that this movie, as it as it changed to the comedy, it was a, a good thing because, well, let's do something different. And you you said it was good, but people like Mike really don't want that, and yet he's okay with it. it <laughs> I don't I, I don't want to beat the is this comedy good or not into the ground, you know? Right. So. Uh, okay, well, how about this? Were there any truly scary moments about this movie besides the tension that was building up when Tommy was preparing his boat for Jason? Like, besides, that was pretty That was pretty scary. The guy's getting everything ready, and this guy jumps out. That was awesome. Now, yeah. were there any other ones? Because yes. w- w- when I think of a scary moment in here, or an attempt at one, I think of when Jason was walking, like, parallel with the counselor. Remember, she was in the cab, and he oh, was outside? Oh, wow, that's a, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that would have been, like, really eerie and scary. But you know what? It would have been had I given a shit about her. And, and I, you know, 
I already seen Jason on screen for 10 minutes walking around in the broad daylight. Mm. There wasn't really that great of a character development with these counselors. So it kind of lost it, it lost me there. It didn't do what it was you supposed know, Repto, to do. Alex, it did have a couple. There was one when um, Jason goes into the, um, to the little kid's cabin and the girl closes her eyes and, and counts to 10 or whatever. Yeah, she and he's like, kind of like going moment, closer to her. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's got a few good moments, but but you're right. You know, the comedy it just took it to a whole different level. It's just it's not a, it's not a scary no horror movie no. anymore. And like, you know like what? The other ones were. It's not. No, and I'll, I'll tell you where the comedy worked. Court was yeah. funny in the Winnebago when he was driving and the girl was falling forward and backward, forward. And, that <laughs> that was good. That was yeah. perfect. That one. It's you know what? And Mike, me and you. I'm not even going to do the paintball argument with you because we've already been down that road. Yeah. You cut the paintball scene out. This movie goes up another point. I disagree. Really? Dan, do you, what do you think? I 110% agree because that that scene just makes me so mad. Even that scene with all the comedy in it, with that scene put in there, it seems out of place. Mm-hmm. No matter if right. you put 10 times as much comedy, I think. it was uh, Okay. No, you can't argue with man. That was ridiculous. It was over the top. It was stupid. Know. Mike, you I, know I, what? Mike, at what? least at least admit some things are stupid. Okay. I mean, no one's saying it's a bad movie. I think it's great. Right, I understand that. But what do you want me to admit it's stupid? You don't you really don't think anything's stupid about that. I do not think anything is stupid about that, honestly. Uh, and the enigma that is my thing of continues again (laughs) it's so hard it's so hard to move on because we keep sort of going back to the freaking uh, comedy I wanted to go over the the deaths in this movie because some of them were good but you know like you mentioned earlier Alex a lot of people were just thrown in there just for extra deaths and whatnot. but literally I think Oh, absolutely. But I think the sheriff's death, obviously, is one of the most oh, memorable ones awesome. in the yeah. whole entire series. Yeah. If not the most brutal, definitely the most memorable. Just, just, ugh, I, I can't even think about it. Ugh, I actually want to move on. <laughs> you know, I feel like a Debbie Downer at this point, but I'm going to make it. No, I'm going to make this funny. This is a what the F moment. Okay, Jason kills this girl in the cabin. I forgot her, her, her the redhead chick. Paula. Yeah, Paula apparently has about 50 gallons of blood in her veins. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I've, that, okay. En- Do you know how much blood is in the human body? Enough to paint a room? You're damn right. There might just might be. Who knows? Dude, if you hit, if, you know, my, my, my brother's a nursing student. I should ask him this. If you hit one of those arteries, right? you could, you could... And, you know, the blood just sprays, dude. You you know. Was that a sound effect? Yeah, it was. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you want to get into any characters? Um, you got Megan. I know Mike likes Megan. She's extremely attractive. Oh, man, I'm in love with Megan. Damn you, Mike, I'll fight you to the death. I, I remember being... Um... Eight years old, and um, it was the what first. Was eight years old? It, it was the first time I masturbated to a movie. No, no, that was much. That was much later. That wasn't until I was thirteen. Um, <laughs> oh God! Oh my! Oh. <laughs> but wow. no. But um, it was like nineteen eighty-seven, and it had just come out on VHS, and I I had rented it from West Coast Video, and this wasn't the first time that I saw it, and I snuck it out of my house because we had to take it back, I guess, later that day, and. My friend's parents were not at home. 
so we couldn't really go and watch the thing in the house. And he really wanted to see it. So we got a like one of those tubs of Legos. And we're like putting the little pieces together. I don't even know. I mean, it was a pretty primitive VCR. I don't even think we really got all the way through. You built a VCR out of Legos. We attempted to. <laughs> we attempted to. And then by the time we got about halfway through, we run out of Legos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then you couldn't play the movie. Well, we realized after that point, we're like, okay, well, now that we have kind of like half a VCR. Uh, you could watch half the movie. Is that well, what you thought we of? Couldn't, well, then we realized, you know, we didn't have anything to watch it on because we didn't have enough Legos to make uh, a TV. Uh, uh. And then I realized, you know, for the VCR to actually work, it must need something inside or a power source. And, uh, you know, I had already uh, kind of shocked myself uh, <sighs> before when I was a child. So I was afraid to plug stuff in because I used to suck my thumb. I think you did a lot when you were child, like eat lead paint, sniff glue. <laughs> oh, ready for the awards? Let's give it to him. All right. Originality of the storyline. Uh, and totally original, yes. I, I, You know, honestly, I don't know what the storyline is. Yeah, I was just, that's what I was just going to say. Tommy versus Jason. Oh, right. <laughs> like, what do they actually do here? He resurrects him, and then Jason. he's like, oh, shit, i got to kill him again. Yeah, that's yeah, the right. storyline. That's basically it, right? Yeah. I think that's pretty original. I don't think anybody's done that. Well, no, hey, guys, check it out. It's Frankenstein all over again. He made Frankenstein, then he tried to kill him right. the rest of the movie. Right. Oh, and can I just say, too, this is the first Friday the 13th that had no uh, nudity in it, gentlemen. Now, there was a sex scene, but no nudity. That's the that's the other problem I had with this. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to see Megan naked, personally. Oh, yeah, but they, first of all, they wouldn't probably do that, most likely, because she was the main character. And second of all, I mean, you know, classy chicks like that usually... Usually don't take it off. Hottest girls in the movies. I think Quartz's girlfriend is the hottest girl in this movie. Nikki? Yeah. Um, Is that the... uh, I'm trying to think. The girl who was dancing dancing on top of him when they were having sex. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Can you keep it up for the song? It's between her and Megan. I got a thing thing about... uh, What's what's that actress's name? I forget, but... Yeah, the girl who plays Megan. I'm just uh, head over heels for. So I got to go with her. I got to do it. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that's another what the f moment of this movie. Um, yeah. Can you keep it up? The song is only ten more minutes. How many songs on this planet are ten and minutes long? It was a dance mix, and uh, <laughs> not even. <laughs> oh God! Um, and the best was did the you, point. Do you see him roll his eyes when she says that? He's like, <laughs> I, oh, "Are you kidding me?" I, I like that. As soon as the the lights went out, he somehow finished in like a millisecond. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Who can go ten minutes? Yeah, <laughs> he Are went. We live? Yeah, he went like all the power went. When he went, oh, you know, at that point, at that <laughs> point, right. I think he owes Jason for that one. Yeah, for letting him blow. Yeah, Mark didn't yeah. get that privilege. <laughs> Getting he, him off. He got done blowing it first. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Jason's not really a bad guy. He's no. just, you know. Try to help you get it out. Misunderstood. No, Jason understood that when you see that that Winnebago rocking, you don't come uh, killing. Not at all. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, nice. did you notice too when he sees that the 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 RV or whatever, and like you notice like he tilts his head almost to say like, "What are they doing?" Yeah, uh, I think he. 
I think he knows by that point, like he's seen it one too many times, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I wonder what state his penis is in at this point. I mean, do you think it's fully functional? I think he's a eunuch. I think it fell off. He's just, he's, he, looks, he looks like a Ken doll now. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't working before, that a uh, that electric bolt, that got it going. <laughs> you think? It's like Viagra, dude. Yeah. Like a quick world jolt, I'm sure he was ready to go. Okay, best best couple in the movie. Uh, again, Court and his girlfriend. What do you Tommy say? and Megan. Yeah. Yep, I yep. gotta agree with Mike on that one. Okay, kills. The cop was probably the best. Where? That was my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. That was good, but I also liked Martin, the uh, the caretaker at the cemetery. Uh, when he rammed the thing in his throat, the yeah. broken glass. You know what? That was a little weird, though. Okay, f- favorite quotes from the movie. I have all of mine are from Garrus. Uh, I love I love assholes in movies. I think they got the best lines, and his yep. is like, "If you ever come around here again, you'll be leaving wearing your balls as earrings." <laughs> yep, that's great. Oh, how about how about with uh, with Tommy when he's looking, and he's like, and with Haas, and he's like, ah, oh, boy, Jason really fucked you over, and he's like, yeah, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> or and there's another one wherever the red dot goes. Yeah, bang. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what about we never talked about Haas? That was a pretty good kill, right? Punching yeah. his body. Did you do you hear when oh. he gets like punched in the stomach? He's like. <laughs> <laughs> And the blood, like, fills his throat, and it's just like he's dead. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a pretty good one, too. Very that good, was awesome. actually. Yeah, that was, that was almost as good as the cop getting snapped back. All right, well, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, I talked about a lot of stuff. Um, I think, overall, I guess we'll we'll rate this movie now. Okay. Okay. Alex? You guys go first. I always go first, and you know what? I really I want to hear you guys kind of sell me to make it a few points higher, even with the comedy stuff I don't like, so... It's a flat-out right. 10 for me. I think we know that already. Okay. Well, I give it a solid 8. And, you know, the reason why I don't give it any lower or any higher is because I think it knows what it is. It is what it is. Like I said, at that time, it was competing with all the other movies, so you got to have a big body count. It's almost like a necessity to have these certain things. And they added a couple more elements, like you said. You know, they switched things around. And, you know, I give them credit for that. It's a fun watch, so for me, it's a solid eight. I'm gonna say this is a six to a six and a half. Okay. You know, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I could say that's fair. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's not so bad for you know. You would think after all the questioning I did that I would have a lower rating. So. Right. Yeah. Now, would you think that the comedy is the main aspect in that um, in that rating, whether it yeah. would be oh. six, seven, eight? Because let's face it, everything else is pretty much. Right on point. It's a good movie. There's good beats in it, but you know there's that comedy element. So I'm sure, like you said, you either love it or hate it. And if you hate it, not necessarily hate it. No, but if dude. You're not feeling it. You I'm know. In, I'm in the middle. I don't love it or hate it. I, I actually, I, 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 I'm taking hits from both sides, the good and the bad, and um, yep. ended up in a six and a half. I mean, yeah. If you take out paintball, you take out the hokiness, you, you know, little thing. I think paintball is the biggest problem, probably. Yep. Exactly. You take that out. And you take the belt off of Jason, you take the gloves off of Jason, and you take a little bit of the meat out of him, you, you tatter up those clothes a little bit better. I'm going to give this movie an 8, like you said. All right. Yep. Well, I'm happy, and that was a fun one to, uh, to dissect. Yep, that was good. All right, guys, so we'll see you in the next episode where we take on Friday the 13th, The New Blood. 
funny title because I couldn't find a drop in it. <laughs> That's disappointing. Thank you, MPAA. <laughs> so we'll get into that tomorrow for episode 7. See you tomorrow. It's a 77 orange Camaro, license number Mary William 8510. That's my daughter's car. Uh, how do you want to proceed? Extreme care, asshole. <laughs>